Engaging sermons on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. After their release, Peter and John went back to their own people and reported what the chief priests and elders had told them. And when they heard it, they raised their voices to God with one accord and said, Sovereign Lord, maker of heaven and earth, and the sea and all that is in them, you said by the mouth of the Holy Spirit, through our father David your servant, why did the Gentiles rage and the peoples entertain folly? The kings of the earth took their stand, and the princes gathered together against the Lord and against his anointed. Indeed, they gathered in this city against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, Herod and Pontius Pilate, together with the Gentiles and the peoples of Israel, to do what your hand and your will had long ago planned to take place. And now, Lord, take note of their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with all boldness as you stretch forth your hand to heal and signs and wonders are done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. As they prayed, the place where they were gathered shook, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Blessed are all who take refuge in the Lord. Blessed are all who take refuge in the Lord. Why do the nations rage and the peoples utter folly? The kings of the earth rise up and the princes conspire together against the Lord and against his anointed. Let us break their fetters and cast their bonds from us. Blessed are all who take refuge in the Lord. He who is throned in heaven laughs. The Lord derides them. Then in anger he speaks to them. He terrifies them in his wrath. I myself have set up my king on Zion, my holy mountain. I will proclaim the decree of the Lord. Blessed are all who take refuge in the Lord. The Lord said to me, You are my son. This day I have begotten you. Ask of me and I will give you the nations for an inheritance and the ends of the earth for your possession. You shall rule them with an iron rod. You shall shatter them like an earthen dish. Blessed are all who take refuge in the Lord. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. There was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. He came to Jesus at night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one can do these signs that you are doing unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Amen, amen I say to you, no one, unless one is born from above, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man once grown old 
be born again. Surely he cannot re-enter his mother's womb and be born again, can he? Jesus answered, Amen, amen, I say to you. Unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. What is born of flesh is flesh, and what is born of spirit is spirit. Do not be amazed that I told you you must be born from above. The wind blows where it wills, and you can hear the sound it makes. But you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. On Easter night, Jesus sat with his apostles. Peter and John were among them. And the gospel tells us that now risen from the dead, and they could see there his body in living form and the wounds still on his hands and his feet and his side, and he spoke with them and ate with them. And the gospel tells us he told them how all the, that was said about him in the law, the prophets, and the psalms had now come to fulfillment through his death and resurrection. It's a long scripture lesson, similar, no doubt, to the one Easter Sunday afternoon as Jesus himself was walking with two other disciples on the road to Emmaus. And then, of course, those disciples ran back and told the apostles how they had seen him on the road. No doubt in the days subsequent to Easter, and notice how intent Jesus was on showing them that everything that happened on Holy Thursday, Good Friday, Holy Saturday, and Easter Sunday was the fulfillment of Scripture. He was so eager to explain it all to them. No doubt, they discussed and further studied these scripture lessons among themselves during the 50 days that they were waiting for the coming of the Holy Spirit. And this now, of course, and during this Easter season, we will be reading from the Acts of the Apostles. This reading from Acts chapter 4 is showing us already now once Pentecost has occurred, all of the fruits of the Spirit in the boldness by which these apostles spoke. Well, the boldness, of course, comes from the fact that the Spirit was now filling them, that they saw Jesus risen from the dead and ate with him. And it also comes from the instruction. Jesus, no doubt, when these P Peter and John here are quoting Psalm 2, which is also the psalm of, of the, today's readings. They're quoting Psalm 2. No doubt that was one of the lessons that Jesus told them when he explained to them how all in the prophets, the law, and the psalms was written about him. You are my son. This day I have begotten you. Now that's actually the verse from Psalm 2 that is also chanted at Christmas midnight mass. It's the opening verse of that Mass. 
It's a verse, it's a, it's, a, it's a statement that Almighty God makes from all eternity. In the eons of eternity before the universe ever existed, the Father was saying to the Son eternally, You are my Son, this day have I begotten you. Because the Son, begotten, not made, one in being with the Father, proceeds from Him eternally. There was never a time when the Son didn't exist. So this is an eternal word. You are my Son, this day I have begotten you. What day? The day of eternity. And the day of eternity then becomes a day in time when that Son takes on a human nature and Christmas happens. And that day of eternity when the Father is saying, You are my Son, this day I have begotten you, becomes a day in time once again when he rises from the dead. And that day then becomes the opportunity for these words, spoken from all eternity, to be spoken again in time to you and me. Understand what's happening. The Father once again says to the Son, risen from the dead, You are my Son. This day have I begotten you. This day of eternity and this day of Easter. Now you are my Son, fully in glory, fully God, now in a human nature. A new chapter has begun. A new humanity has begun. Humanity fully reconciled with God. You are my Son, sharing my life now in your human nature. And brothers and sisters, that opens the way for us. This eternal word is now spoken to us for the reason that Jesus articulates in today's gospel. You must be born again. Now, born again and born from above are two meanings of the same words. Born again and born from above. How are you and I born from above? How are we begotten by God? Not eternally, like the only Son of God, but by adoption through baptism. You must be born, Jesus says, of water and the Holy Spirit. So water was poured on you. Water was poured on me. Water was poured on those who entered the church just last week at Easter. Water was poured and the Spirit was imparted. And God said now to each of us, You are my beloved son, my beloved daughter. I have begotten you this day. This day I have shared my risen life with you. This day I have washed away your sin inherited from Adam and Eve. This day I have regenerated you and made you my sons and daughters this day. You share my very nature without losing your human nature. This day I have begotten you. And this is why these apostles can be so bold, speaking the word of God with boldness, exactly like we need to do, because they knew it was the fulfillment of the plan. It was no longer a mystery to them. Now it made sense. Now it made sense. They said, yes, the, 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 the pain that we have just lived through, the weakness of Pilate who could not act on his convictions that Jesus was innocent, but rather gave in to the pressure of the crowds, 
Herod and the Gentiles and all the people who betrayed Jesus and had him crucified, this was all part of the plan. And so they are not going to be afraid and they are not going to be deterred when those same authorities try to stop them, the apostles, from preaching in the name of Jesus or arrest them or flog them or even crucify them. They will not be afraid. They will not be deterred because they know this too is part of God's plan. Mysterious as it is, the world is saved through our suffering. And brothers and sisters, therefore, we will not be deterred either. We will live this new life of the Spirit. We will witness to the truth. We will have joy every day. We will live in virtue. We will love and serve one another. We will give ourselves for those who need us. We will be pro-life. We will offer ourselves for the unborn. We will transform the kingdom of this world into the kingdom of our Lord and of His Christ. We will walk the way of salvation. We will witness to the gospel. We will proclaim the name of Jesus. And we will embrace every day the gift of life eternal until it blossoms fully in the world to come. That's Easter. This is Easter. This is the victory of Jesus. This is our victory too. Amen. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.